I'm Carrie Hansel, founder and lead practitioner at Atriba Holistic Health, and you are listening to Find Your Inner Hoot, a pocket guide to understanding and overcoming the limitations you face in everyday life. I'll be sharing practical tools, raw and honest real-life encounters, delivered with a dash of humor and a whole lot of love, to remind you that no matter where you are or who you are, you're not alone, and we're all in this crazy life together, and to ignite that inner hoot in you. Welcome to Finding Your Inner Hoot. My name is Connor Davison, and I'm with, as always, Carrie Hansel, owner of a Triber. Carrie, welcome back to life. Isn't it crazy that we're doing this in these times? It really is. For the listeners that can't see us, we are on Zoom. We're hoping that our internet is strong enough to carry us through. We're finding a way. You didn't see this earlier, but Connor was in a cupboard trying to test if that yep. was better soundproofing amongst his, his clothes, which is really good of him. <laughs> well, I, we have our editor, and I think his name's Carl. He's a great guy, uh, great English accent. And I think just giving a shout out to Carl. Love Carl. And he said get in the closet because I think it reduces the echo or something like that. Can't remember the exact thing. Or he could purely just be doing it just to make me get in the cupboard and make me feel like a fool. We don't know yet, so we're going to find out. Actually, Carl and I had a bet on whether Connor would do it. (laughs) (laughs) When I was going to come out of the closet or go into the closet. (laughs) It's anyone's guess. It's it's truly anyone's guess. I think with what we are seeing at the moment, Carrie, not to Mm -hmm. beat the drum too many times like everyone else is, but the topic of today's podcast is uncertainty and the relationship with uncertainty. Mm. Um, What better timing to talk about that than right now? What do you think? I think so. And I really want to focus on managing uncertainty. So I really don't want to go into any kind of preachy behaviors or any fear mongering. Just want to really keep this as always, we're going to keep it light. We certainly want to acknowledge the people who have lost their jobs, their homes, their businesses, their loved ones. I feel you. And we're not downplaying the severity of this pandemic on this podcast. We want to offer you some lightness and some tools as always. So I think managing and understanding uncertainty is a really great place for us to start today. Absolutely. I think with what's happening, I suppose, in the world, it's a great tool to have to be able to sort of manage the element of uncertainty. And it's so common now that people will be looking for answers. Mm. Um, Go into a little bit of detail about how to manage that on a general level, because I feel like a lot of people would want to know that. That's it. And this will not be the only occasion that we face uncertainty within our lives. This is definitely a huge scale. It's global and something that we haven't faced in our lifetime. So managing uncertainty is going to be a useful tool now and moving forward. So there's lots of talk about pivoting. And uh, when I was doing my notes for for this podcast episode, it really brought my attention to how many times I've heard people talking, coaches, people on social media about, you know, got to pivot your business, you've got to pivot this, pivot that. And first of all, I don't know about anybody else, if you watch the TV series Friends, all that reminds reminds me of is Ross trying to get a sofa up the stairs and he's like, pivot! Pivot! Pivot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've been told I'm Ross, but I wish I was more of a Chandler because Chandler's kind of smart and witty. Ross is more of a slapstick guy. But the couch scene is the classic quintessential (laughs) quote people always remember. Yeah. Um, And now I'm picturing trying to pivot my own business life and just screaming it like Ross would. And that's pretty much typical of what I'm doing right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, quite, it's quite fitting, is it? I mean, we've 
pivoted, pivot, we've pivoted by <laughs> jumping on Zoom and trying to record from Connor's closet. I'm certainly adjusting a triber, so you know, moving clients online and managing dropping of business, you know, there's a lot of fear around. So that pivot is necessary, but it's also, it can put pressure on people as well. So all this talk about let's use this productive, let's come out of COVID-19, a better version of ourselves, learn an instrument, you know, learn to play the trumpet, use your leftover cheese to learn to make soap, like whatever that might be. And sometimes it's just not possible. So I'd really like to start by saying it's okay wherever you are at with this situation, however you are feeling, completely okay. And so important to feel your feelings. You don't have to be productive and positive every single day. You just have to honor where you're at because we are all in different stages. So please bear that in mind. Be productive in your own way. Even that just might be a matter of self-care. When you say self-care, can you kind of embellish on that a little bit? Because I know from the past that we have, but when someone says self-care, I'm picturing some viewers maybe being like, what sort of moisturizer wears the hair product? Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so like, what do you mean by self-care? Like, what, is, what does that mean? Yeah, that's a great question because it, it can cover a broad range of things. I think sometimes self-care means I'm going to go book a spa day or I'm going to have a weekend away. We don't have that luxury at the moment. So self-care is basically what do you need to do to take care of yourself, to take care of your mental health, to take care of your emotions at the very ground level. So that would be really managing your basic human needs. And I'm going to come back to that self-care in a second because one of our basic human needs is certainty. We all want to have certainty in our lives and we've really lost that. So that can lead to really unusual behaviors. We want to be able to create security in our lives. And because we can't manage that because on a global scale, everything has changed, we see unusual behaviors such as panic buying. That's been a huge thing. And with that, comes judgment. There's been judgment of people of going, you know, they're stupid, yeah. they shouldn't be doing that. And we can all probably relate to that on some level because it's human nature to judge. But on some level, we can relate because we're all facing fear. So it's really important to have compassion for people. It's easier to judge than it is to choose compassion. But their basic needs, their self-care, it's not being met. Therefore, they're trying their very best to create security in their external environment. So it's really worth remembering that when you're seeing somebody and they are buying too much or they're doing something that you don't agree with, can you access compassion rather than judgment? Because they are just trying to create security for themselves and meet their human basic needs. You know, when this was early on in terms of the virus itself, I saw a person buying, an older person actually buying a lot of pasta. Too much, obviously. It was obviously on the surface, you'd think, oh, they're hoarding so they can cook for a long time when this is all over or whatever. Mm. Um, and someone actually raised it to them in an angry way. And then I'll never forget it because it was really early on the first week and the old man said, well, actually, I'm cooking all this today and I'm freezing it. So I can give it to business owners all around my neighborhood. And the guy that spoke up, you know, he looked pretty silly because he was like, oh, <laughs> like it's, he couldn't have said it to a, the worst 
possible person. He was the sweetest old man making this pasta for everyone. And if he had a little compassion and a little patience, he probably would have not said anything and then let him be on his way. So there is that element of like, yes, it's uncertain, tensions are high, but you got to kind of have a little bit of faith in people as well because there are those people out there that are looking to help. And I think that's a pretty important note to worth putting down. Definitely. And that's, that's judgment flying up. When we're in fear and uncertainty, we tend to think the worst because we're in that reptilian brain, that brain that's trying to protect us. So of course that's going to happen. But can we choose a different lens? What we focus on, we feel and we see more of. So rather than focusing on what we don't have, can we focus on what we do have, what we can do, rather than all of the things that are falling apart around us? So language is really important because remember that our cells are listening, what we affirm, we see in our life, our brain is like a computer system. So how many times have you heard, there's nothing on the shelves, this is the worst thing ever? And again, we're not playing down the severity of this, but is that true? There is things in shops and yes, it's a difficult time, but look through a different lens look at how it's bringing people together a little bit more and how it's getting us to rethink things as well. So we do have options in this situation. And I'm not saying that lightly, you know, there's probably people that could be listening thinking, well, I've lost somebody and I can't be positive or my business has fell apart. I understand that I have lost a relative in the last month. um, And I also have somebody close to me in hospital. And I must say it's not linked to COVID-19, it's other things, but it doesn't make it any easier. You know, it's still a loss. And I honored that in myself. I allowed myself to feel my feelings and reschedule things where I needed to. But what lens am I going to choose? Am I going to stay in that lens of fear and maybe even self-pity and restriction of going, well, business has decreased everything's uncertain. I work for myself, don't know when the next money's coming in. I've lost people. My family in the UK, I can't get there. All of those things are certainly valid, but I get to choose what lens I look through and what actions I take next. And I get to decide what's serving me as well, because it's only my responsibility to manage my well-being, my mindsets, nobody else's. So it's so important when I'm, when I'm sharing this advice, like I feel you. I've been on the floor crying and not wanting to get up. I felt anxiety. I felt laziness. But some days, like, I feel okay. I feel like, yeah, what can I do today, for example, is a good day. So Connor and I recorded the podcast because we want to give value when we can give value. Doesn't mean that just because we're talking about this, that it's perfect all of the time for us and we are able to fully utilize the tools. Sometimes you've got to feel the feels. I just want to really make that clear as well. I love that saying, feel the feels. It kind of reminds me of hashtag giving me life. It has that sort of, that, that, <laughs> that kind of ring to it. I like it. And I think you're so right. People process things in different ways. I mean, I could be fine one day and then the next day I don't feel fine and that's all right. And I think when you're looking at people and wanting to speak to them and they're not responding the way that your expectation of them is, that's okay. You just got to realize that they're not having a good day in this time, it can be very stressful. And it's really important what you're saying in, in patience, having that patience with people is, is really key. 
Expectations. Sorry, Connor, that is another valid point to make there. As humans, we all have expectations. You know, we all have in our minds what we think we should be doing, what we think other people should be doing. But this is a really unique situation because everybody in the whole world is in the same boat. Globally, we can all relate and we are all affected on some level. We're all feeling uncertain. We're all feeling bouts of being unsettled and scared. So we've got to really manage our expectations of, I wouldn't have done it that way. The government should be doing it this way. You know, my partner should be doing it this way. So important to remember that we all process things completely differently and we all have a different experience of what's going on. So you get to choose. And I think a great question to ask is what would benefit you in this time? And I know for me, what would benefit me? Kindness, compassion, gentleness. I know that judgment, anger and fear are not going to help me. They're just going to fuel the way that my anxiety would be sitting and they're not going to help me make healthy choices. So you get to choose what you put into the world, what you put into yourself, what you put into your loved ones. And a great world motto at the moment would be to treat everybody how you want to be treated. And if you don't have anything kind to say, then maybe just don't say anything at all, not projecting on people. And that doesn't, again, doesn't mean not feeling your own emotions, but in a way that is safe for you and safe for other people. Agreed. I think what I struggle with, and I'll just speak from a personal standpoint, is the information overload. Because you're going to hear a lot of different opinions basically on the news. I have my own strategies and I would be really interested to learn about what you think about it. Because if I watch the news for more than five minutes, I don't feel like it enables me to have a good day. That's kind of where I'm at with it. Because if I watch it too much, then I'm believing it too much. I just need the key elements of what's how it's impacting my day today. Do you have anything around like any recommendations around that? Because a lot of people are just, they don't work. Some people aren't working. Some people aren't doing certain things that they usually do. They're maybe not outside as much. They're watching the news and that can be perpetuated. So yeah, what do you think about that? That's a really great question. It's also a difficult one to answer. I'm the same as you. I think there's so much information overload going on with media, technology. You go for a walk on on the street, which many of us are doing more of now, and every second person you walk past is talking about the pandemic or the situation. It's everywhere. So remembering that what you watch programs your mind. And unfortunately, the mainstream media are focusing a lot on fear. They're not really oversharing on all the people that are recovering, all the great things that are going on in the world. They're very focused on, it's really challenging because I want to stay really neutral with it, but you know, they're, what they're the perceived yeah. facts. So I think if you're finding yourself feeling really anxious, have a check-in, do a bit of a detox of what you're feeding yourself. So what you're feeding your mind, are you on your phone every single day for hours on end? Are you on computer games all of the time? Are you watching the news? If you know that watching the news is causing you anxiety and worry and you're waiting for it to hear the next crisis, maybe reduce that. You know, you're not going to miss anything. If it was 
huge information that the government wanted you to know, then the government do send text messages and things like that. You're not going to miss anything. There's just too many people that are talking about it. So I would be really managing your screen time and also feeding your mind positive stuff. So we've been in this lockdown now for quite a while. When any new situation pops up that causes fear or uncertainty, there's a point where logic goes out of the window and we're all kind of scattering around looking for information, trying to claw our way out of it. But we've got kind of used to it now. We've kind of got used to a new normal. So now that the fear is still there, but maybe dropped a little bit, can you start to feed your mind with other things? What are the things that you enjoy? You know, use music. We always talk about music, of how that's a feel-good tool and how it can support your mental health. Can you start to watch YouTube videos, listen to podcasts, all of those kind of things that you enjoy. Maybe you want to learn about dog grooming or fishing or how to make that bar of soap out of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, it's funny you say dog grooming because I had a running joke with my friend to say, when this started, I said, I'm going to grow my beard. I was an optimist because I thought, well, I grow a really gross red beard. It gets, I, I have an Irish Scottish sort of mug blood type of mix and you can only see me on zoom you can't really see the lighting here but it's red basically so (laughs) yeah well (laughs) thank you um (laughs) he's an angel voice of an angel and um (laughs) and when i people ask me how long has this been going on for i basically manage time in general by my beard growth because i've never had it this long it's ridiculous but you're very right if you find some really grounding sort of activities you can do like what i've done because I'm not working as much. So I still, with my job, I had a default diary that I would stick to. And to create an element of normalcy, what I've done is I actually have a default diary for my life. So I make sure that at 10, I read, at 12, I eat. There's still that element of routine because if I don't have it, I will get lost and I will, I don't know, watch Netflix too much or play a video game or something that's unproductive and it's okay to be unproductive too but if I get stuck in that mode it's hard to get out of yeah I totally understand that and that is the ideal you know for us to create a routine and to stick to it but again we're all processing this completely different if you think about the billions of pieces of information that we are processing every single day you know if you watch the news for 20 minutes you get thousands of pieces of information then you speak to Janice at the corner shop she's going to give oh, you Janice. a couple of <laughs> you're going to love Janice, <laughs> love Janice. <laughs> then she's going to give you another couple of thousand pieces of information and then you go online and there's more there so if you are in overwhelm and overload and then if you've got to homeschool on top of that be a parent a partner still work and being quarantine you know, it's not always easy to say, yeah, I'm going to get up, I'm going to do some yoga, I'm going to follow my routine. So excuse yourself for not being Mary Poppins on the male equivalent. <laughs> Sometimes we can't be productive and that's okay. Sometimes I forget, sorry to cut you off, but sometimes I forget your English because I've known you for so long now, the accent <laughs> wears off. When you said Mary Poppins, I'm like, oh yeah, she's, she's definitely English. Who says Mary Poppins? <laughs> I say it, Connor, because I'm cool. <laughs> you say it, yeah, you say it, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think, yeah, you're so right. And I remember a tool you gave me a long time ago was to do a, a gratitude journal or do something when you write and you put something mm. down that you're grateful for every day. It can be as minimalistic as you like it to be. I do that every day. I find that hugely helpful at night for me personally because yeah. 
Yeah, if you're struggling to find something, you can always find it, I try to believe, because even like the last week for myself, a lower week, it was not as productive. And I think having that journal was like, oh yeah, I did exercise for an hour and a half. I'm very grateful to have that ability to exercise in my house and have that space. Like it can be really boring for most, but for me, that was huge. And to write that down really did work for me. Gratitude is always going to be a tool throughout these podcasts because it's just so versatile. Something that I find really useful is playing the gratitude game. So if you don't want to write, <laughs> we're going to play I it mean, right now, Connor. Yeah, okay, good, good. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I'm in a closet, so. <laughs> <laughs> if Connor's got something to be grateful about while he sits in a closet, then we can all play this game. If someone's um, just like tuned in, as in they've skipped a bit of the podcast for some reason, and all they can hear me is say, I'm still in the closet, they're going to take that a completely wrong way. I'm actually in a closet, literally, you know, I'm actually in there. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's something going to be like, I'm not going to access that kind of coaching. You should make some better closets. <laughs> everyone at the end of this podcast, I'm so proud of you that you're admitting you're in the closet. Like, it's a big step. Like, no, no, I'm actually in a closet. Like, pivot to the gratitude game. Okay. So this is something that I use and something that I recommend with my clients is speaking words of gratitude out loud. And I'm a big fan of putting my headphones in, plugging them into my phone, pretending I'm on the phone so I don't look crazy, but actually speaking to myself. So this is something I especially use when I wake up and I feel flat and I feel in a bit of a funk. Sometimes I can wake up and you know you just feel irritated. So I will constantly repeat what I feel grateful for. So I remember walking to the gym and I wanted to get in a better mood before I got there. So I was walking down the road going, I'm grateful for beaches. I'm grateful for dogs. I'm grateful for parks. I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful. And I was just repeating I love that. because I knew that the words would change the state because whilst I'm saying that, I can't be thinking about the things that are bothering me. And you do it for long enough, you create a respite for those neuropathways of stress so it might feel a bit silly, but this is a really useful tool for you to play with your loved ones. So Connor, we're going to play it for a minute now to demonstrate okay. the tool. I got, I got nervous for some reason. Why did I just get nervous? Probably because <laughs> I'm in a closet. But anyway, keep going. <laughs> Don't be nervous, it's fine. So we're just yeah. going to like play like gratitude ping pong. So we're going to do it quite quick. So I'm going to go, I'm grateful for something. And you're going to go, okay. I'm grateful. And we're going to go back and forth. Okay, so I'm grateful for okay. pizza. I'm grateful for dogs. I'm grateful for the beach. I'm grateful to be at home my family. I'm grateful for having a house. I'm grateful for having a job I enjoy. I'm grateful for the clothes that I'm wearing. I'm grateful for you. Brownie points, bam. <laughs> Smooth. Okay. Yeah, nice. So that's the, the gist of the, <laughs> that's the gist of the game. So you can play that for the listeners. You can play that with one of you know with your friends or the people around you. And what that also does is it changes the conversation. If your mum, your partner, whoever is always talking about the same thing, like the same situation, you can just playfully say, let's play the gratitude game. And they're probably going to go, no, I don't really want to. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, but if you insist <laughs> on it, and then it's going to change their state. And it also reminds you of the things that you like and that you can go back to eventually or the things that you already have. So that is a really useful tool. It's interesting you say that because I have an example back home when we, we never play board games as a family. So when someone brought out a board game, everyone was like, oh, yeah, like, okay, I guess, no. Three hours later, 
we are in tears laughing. It is the <laughs> best time ever. It's so organic. And that sort of game that you just said, I can just picture everyone in my family being like, nah, I don't want to do that. That sounds lame. And then six hours later, because we're all inside, we're still like yelling and screaming and it's fun. You know, it's vibrant. So Definitely. huge. I love that. That's great. Give it a go, that. Connor. Report back I'm to us. Go. All right. Yeah. I'm also just going to run through a whole bunch of other tools because I really want this episode to be useful. Yeah. First and foremost, take each day as it comes. Take each moment as it comes if you need to. You know, it might be that you wake up and you're in a great mood and you have your breakfast and an hour and a half later, you just get a wave of anxiety or a wave of fatigue. It's unusual times. So please don't try and do everything as you normally do it because then you're going to be disappointed. You're putting high expectations on yourself. So again, check in with those expectations. So important. So also feeling the feelings, really important. You're not expected to keep everything together. You're not expected to be perfect. If you are the one that's holding the family together, then it's so important that you make some space and you find your way of either supporting yourself or reaching out for support. If that isn't possible for you in your family unit, reach externally. You know, we are here, drop us a message, reach out to your community. So please make those boundaries for yourself so you are able to feel your feelings and really that to be part of your self-care. Coming back to that self-care, that question that you asked earlier, Connor. So yeah, it's not just all spa days and bubble baths. It's really (laughs) about, even though they're nice, (laughs) it's really about what you need to care for yourself. So a part of that self-care might be creating a purpose. If you can't create a routine, can you create a purpose for yourself? So that purpose for that day might just be that you're going to water the flowers or that purpose for the day is that you're going to walk around the block you are going to take the dog for a walk. Make your purpose about being there for yourself or being there for a loved one. So how can you connect? If you don't have any friends or family around you, you can join again an online community. This could also be an opportunity to meet like-minded people without feeling weird about doing it online. You know, like how some people are like, oh, I'm not doing online dating. I'm not joining an online reading group. Like now it's the new normal. So this is a good time if you want to start to meet like-minded people and you want to broaden your circle, jump online. There's so many people. People are pivoting. Pivot. 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 People are doing that now. So there's a lot more opportunity. Obviously, you know, safely if you're going to be exploring that online space more, but change your lens. See the opportunity. So that is also linked with create a new normal for yourself and inner security. Security was always an illusion. We just felt safe because we got paid at the end of every week that we had a job, we had a mortgage. So it was perceived safety, but we were never promised the next day. We were never promised five seconds ahead. If you think about it. So that was an illusion we've never known what was going to happen it's just it's really brought to the forefront of our mind right now and that's creating a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress so bearing that in mind being present so i know we hear this all the time but being present being in this moment thinking about okay i've got enough right now i've got enough food today i've got enough money today or what can i do if i don't have those things so what can you do to 
create safety in your life or what can you do to stay present? So these are two action steps as well. I think that's so important. Me and my girlfriend, we did Spanish one night on our apps and learned Mm, Spanish. Simple but effective. We need to be more consistent with that. And then other other friends are like, I can't go to the gym. And I think just being able to be malleable with that is really important. So I had a yoga instructor. If he ever listens to this, I think he'd just be so happy because he's incredible. His name's Duncan and his YouTube handle is Duncan Yoga. And I remember I used to see him in Melbourne when I just had a really bad back and I'd be like, I've done chiropractor, I've done everything, but Duncan fixed my back, which is yoga. Highly recommend. All he does is these YouTube clips, usually every day or two days for about an hour. And that in itself is just finding a way to do basic, something that you're interactive with, you're with people doing yoga. There's ways around things that you might not be aware exist. Definitely. And again, then you don't feel so alone. You're connecting over something positive. You're putting your focus into something positive. If you're thinking, well, you know, what am I going to do if I'm not watching the news? These are great ideas. So that's, again, coming back to that changing your lens. On that, can we see this whole thing through a different lens on a bigger scale? You know, I've seen this meme that was... um, the planet sent us to our rooms to think about what we've done. And like, I think that's like <laughs> that's really relevant. Sorry. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, get to your room for be trashing the planet. <laughs> yeah. And we did, you know, all of us, we maybe weren't as mindful. We maybe we took more than we gave with the planet and we were always rushing. So what's the positives to come out of this? And again, I'm talking from a space of I felt loss. I feel fear for loved ones that are unwell during this time. So I'm not just sugarcoating over that, but I'm choosing a different lens despite what I've got going on in my personal situation. So I'm really grateful to see that the planet is healing, that, you know, waters are clearer, skies are clearer, pollution is lower. And this was the reset that not only the planet needed, but us as a race needed. So some really valuable questions to ask yourself was I truly happy or just comfortable in the familiar were you happy with your life even for the people I've got such a high standard of living I would class myself as having a really great lifestyle but I was still always busy still eating on the go sometimes and looking forward to my next holiday and didn't have times for those catch-ups how many times have you text somebody to go yeah let's organize that catch-up but life just was so busy so really thinking about when things do turn back to a new normal as we move forward out of this what do you want to take with you what do you want to leave behind so what is it that you are relieved to not be doing how do you want to create your life moving forward I've really enjoyed being able to make my meals with a lot more love, use a lot more fresh ingredients because I had time to do so. I'm going to really make sure that that when we move through this, I'm going to make time. I don't want my schedule to be as busy. And I've also realized that I don't actually need that much stuff. So Mm. what is it that you are going to take from this and what changes are you going to make? Because I really hope that we don't go back to normal. I hope we create a new normal. Yeah, well said. I agree. And even from my example, just to give people another lens like you would say i think to create and take with me would be the connection with people i mean i Mm -hmm. haven't spoken to certain people for years 
just because of that element, you feel so busy of life getting in the way. There's no excuse. All that was gone, but there never really was an excuse. I could have easily caught up with those people. So I've been catching up with people I haven't spoken to for over half a decade. And it's great. That's something that I've really cherished in this time. It's pretty cool stuff. So definitely, yeah, really good point. A new normal. I like that a lot. That's actually pretty cool. And another question you can ask is, what are my excuses? So I know that one of my excuses was if I just have like a full week off work, I'd get X, Y, and Z done and get through my to-do list. Turns out that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that was an excuse for me. So where can I own my excuses and look deeper? We're going to do another podcast on procrastination, but procrastination is what stops you from doing things. It's not actually the external circumstances and procrastination comes from a deeper place. So that's a question worth asking yourself. What are my excuses? What am I attached to? So we've seen how fragile the world can be and how things can just change in a really small amount of time. What are you attached to? If it's your car, your identity, your job, getting spa treatments or whatever it is that is shaking you and not allowing you to have a deeper connection with yourself can you ask yourself what am I attached to that doesn't mean that you judge yourself or that you rip that away from you but you empower yourself to know oh yeah you know that was really fueling my happiness because our happiness in this new normal needs to come from within we need to create a sense of safety and security within because the external is never going to be promised and never going to be predictable so you need a place of solace to come back to and the only thing that's ever going to be certain is you you inside you know how you feel how you operate so this is a really great opportunity to create that inner sense of security and how to do that the first step is to just step away from the things that distract you social media busyness just for 10 20 minutes a day to start nurturing that connection to self, that would be one of the highest tools I could recommend for moving forward with empowerment. I love that. Really good tool. I'm relieved sometimes as well what I am not doing. Like when, when I say that, I mean more before all this happened, like I used to, I think I put my energy in the wrong places. So like the time of reflection, I reflected everything, whether it be my mm-hmm. job, my relationships, my standing, my views on certain things. So like you're saying, you can really use this time to hopefully benefit yourself. And that new normal you're referring to, I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't think really many do. But with common theme is just make sure you've got your ducks in a row yourself. Do yourself a favor and then make yourself better for other people to see because that's what's going to make everything a bit easier in the long run, I think. Definitely. So that is about changing your state as well. So if you want to manage your internal world, use tools to support that. So when you're in fear, the nervous system is in high alert. The endocrine system is really active. So movement, move your body. If you're in a state of anxiety, try not to just sit down and eat junk food and watch TV because you're just going to get stuck in a cycle. So can you use your breath? So another tool, which is a bit of a funny tool, and I've been teaching this a lot this week in my coaching sessions online, is called vocal toning. And that is to change and move the energy in your body. 
And vocal toning is basically just making a sound with your throat, like, ah, <laughs> so it's whatever sound <laughs> comes out. Of <laughs> My nephew's here and I've been doing that involuntarily anyway. I just well, go, nah, like at him. I don't even know why I'm doing it. So <laughs> awesome. I'm, I'm vocal toning. <laughs> yeah. And what that does is it moves emotion in the body. So this is a tool that I often use in the car, like before I'm going to work, if I want to just feel a bit agitated or a bit heavy. And what it also does, if you have children and they are all over the place, it changes the energy in the room because they're not going to expect you to start going, ah, uh, so they're going to go, they're going to stop what they're doing and look at you. So you've changed <laughs> their behavior pattern. You broke the neural pathway of them fighting or trying to draw on the curtains or whatever that is. And if it's your partner, he's probably just going to go, <laughs> or he or she is just going to be like, oh, like what, what was that about? But then you've got a new conversation starter. <laughs> I love that. So it's a silly tool, but it's actually really, really useful. So if you're feeling a little bit all over the shop, vocal toning, singing, if you don't want to make strange noises, if that's uncomfortable, singing, karaoke in your living room, whatever that oh, looks like. Queen. Queen's my favorite band of all time. And we have an old record player here and Queen is getting a workout. I'll tell you, Freddie, <laughs> my man. Thank you, Freddie. It uplifts <laughs> moods. It really mind. does. It's so simple. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Hashtag giving me life. The first song was a great one, by the way. I had a few times, I have to say. Good choice. And then I think the, the level of music quality that we have in the podcast is going to be even better. So I'm excited to see what your next song choice is. Just not a spoiler, but I'm just kind of, I'm excited. You're getting my hopes up. There's vocal toning and the singing. <laughs> I'm liking it. Well, perfect lead onto one of the, the next points. <laughs> is this week's song. I really enjoy listening to the songs. It's not just something that I just go, yep, let's throw that on. Like I listen to a selection of songs. I really think about what we've talked about. I really think what's going to be fitting. I just recently shared on a tribe underscore HH Instagram page, the science behind this sensory playlist and what parts of the brain it affects and why we're using it. So if, if you're still unclear, really check that post out. And this week's hashtag giving me life song is called I Have Everything I Need by Trevor Hall. Oh, very good. Very and good. I the reason that. that I chose this song is because we've talked about how our words affect the programming of our mind and it sinks into our cells. And um, we've talked about vocal toning and affirmation. So when we repeat something over and over again, it starts to feel true for us. And this song, the first couple of lines are, I have everything I need. I have everything I need. And then it goes, mm. so I thought, wow, vocal toning, affirmations. Yeah, and absolutely. Then yeah, perfect. The word like goes into a whisper and it says, don't be afraid over and over again. And when we change the volume of the spoken word or music, it enters our subconscious because then subconsciously we strain to listen a little bit more. So we put our focus there. So I thought that was another great part of the song of don't be afraid because there's a lot of fear going on at the moment. And finally, in that song, it talks about the fruitful darkness that is all around us. And it does feel dark at this time in life. And it is literally all around every single one of us. But fruitful darkness, that fruitful part means to produce good or healthy results. And I really do believe that 
after COVID-19 is long gone, it will eventually produce a more fruitful world and more fruitful inner world for many of us who choose to look inwards as well as choosing different choices externally. So really look out for that song. I really liked it. I love it. Very good. I think um, that, that playlist, I love how, how the idea you came up with, hashtag giving me life, actually has a, not just the music itself, but the meaning behind it and not just the meaning, it's also the effect it has on the brain. You're a keeper, Carrie. You're very good. Very, very <laughs> impressed. The final point that I want to make there after sharing those tools is to be responsible for yourself. Be mindful about what you share. So again, there's all kinds of things over social media. There's the mainstream news. There's a lot of conspiracy theories going around. And you know, I'm not going to get into that. That's not the podcast for that. But be mindful about what you share. Is it helpful to post the death rates and comment how heartbreaking it is? I've seen that over the last week. It's happening, yes. But is it useful? What else could you do instead of posting updates like that? Can you simplify your actions by asking this, does this create fear or peace? So not fear-mongering. It is quite disappointing of how the media have managed this and, and all of that kind of thing. So be aware of that. And what I would say as well, have discernment about what is being fed to your mind. Do your own research. Make your own decisions. You probably wouldn't just eat food off a stranger who passed you in the street. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Can't imagine. <laughs> <That's not laughs> you know, if somebody <laughs> just right. offered you half a pizza in a box that they've obviously already half eaten and you'd never met them before and they just walked past you in the street, I think you'd have a bit of discernment about that. You'd be like, oh, you know, where's this come from? Like, do I want to eat it? You'd question that. So just because it comes through your TV doesn't mean that it's helpful or that it's necessarily true. So that's all I'm going to say about that. For now, I'm not going to go into it. And I don't want this podcast to get shadow banned for talking about conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> Eating perfectly fine pizza. What's wrong with you? Uh... <laughs> so yes, just do your own research. Be mindful of what you share. And just keep asking yourself, does this create fear or does it create peace? Because fear is never going to be useful. It's not useful for you. It's not useful for your immune system. It's not useful for anybody around you. And when you know better, you do better. Very well said. On that note, I think my learnings just quickly is to be compassionate, patient, and just understanding of others. So thank you so much for your time, Carrie, and thank you everyone for listening. You are listening to Find Your Inner Hoot, and I am Connor Davison signing off, and we will see you sometime, hopefully very soon. Thank you, Connor.